Shine a light through an open door. Love and life, I will divide. Turn away, cause I need you more. Feel the heartbeat in my mind. It's the way I'm feeling. I just can't deny. But I've got to let it go. We found love in a hopeless place. We found love in a hopeless place. We found love in a hopeless place. We found love in a hopeless place, huh? That was a dramatic reading of We Found Love featuring Calvin Harris by the one and only Rihanna. And this is the Naughty Prude. Hey, it's Joel from Zero Magazine, and you are listening to The Naughty Prude Show, a podcast where my wholesome friends and I come together to indulge in a little bit of debauchery. <laughs> Giggles! Welcome back, everybody, to the f- next episode of Naughty Prude. Wow. Trust a global pandemic uh, to actually finally get me started on this podcast again. <laughs> you lazy prude. So lazy. That's what you are. You lazy millennial. Are you a millennial? Oh, you, are, you are a millennial. Yeah. I am, I am, I am. Very much so a Congrats. millennial. And if you take a look at the cover image and the title of this episode, you'll know that today we have the one and only Benjamin King as thank the you. guest. I'm, Welcome. Uh, thank you. Welcome to your own podcast. I worked so hard at this cover <laughs> image. Actually, I have no idea what the cover image is now, but I... Let me, let me, let's just say that we worked really hard at the cover image. Definitely. Yeah, um, we did. Well, I'm just giving the Naughty Prude a little bit of a facelift. So <laughs> that's so you get to be a Naughty Prude, by the way. So Thank you. Look, look forward to that, okay? I just want to say at this yes. junction, what the shit is... Uh, feel the heartbeat in my mind. Like, what kind, like, what kind of... What, what do you make me read? Like, why would they... That, I, I never knew it was this ridiculous singing it. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. I think that's the beauty of dramatic readings is that when you like look at lyrics, sometimes you just be like, what the actual f- is going on? That is the beauty of Rihanna featuring it Calvin is. Harris, who refuses <laughs> to release an album, thanks. Like <laughs> But I mean I was deciding between um We Found Love and you know her other uh song that has amazing, amazing lyrics that goes work, 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 wow. work, 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 work. That, so, um, that's a literary yeah. masterpiece. I know. Yeah. Nicole True Standard. <laughs> I have that like shots every time. Every time Joel mentions <laughs> Nicole True, I've got I'm my obsessed. whiskey beside me. I'm ready. Yeah, I have wine beside me. I have white wine tonight. So I guess. Great. Yeah, we'll, we'll both be we'll... Uh, drunk Asian. Drunk. <laughs> toast to Nicole True. Shots every time you mention Nicole True. I know. I think I'm obsessed with her, literally. I think you are. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I have been wanting you to come on like on this podcast for the longest time. Actually, any one of the Sam Willows, actually. Because, you know, the term well, naughty thanks prude... thanks for settling. Thanks a lot. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, anyway, I, sorry. Yes. I spread my love equally, okay? Fine, so, John. I, yeah, why not? <laughs> but yeah, well, thanks for being the first one to come. Um, so it's usually not you... good to be the first one to come, but I will take it Ooh, as an instance. Wow. You've, you are a naughty prude. Oh, well. <laughs> so okay, so the term, naughty, yes. the term naughty prude, actually, for those who, who don't know, um, it was a term that first came from when I wrote an article on Zerap about the, the Willows' album, I Know But Where. Mm. And it was the first song. I think it's called Baby Don't Shy. Baby Don't, don't Shy. Yes. Yes. And there was like a, a lyric about like, I think 
going to Zook or something. And then like in my review, I wrote um, like the term naughty prude that somehow just went on to take on uh, a life of its own. And at, when I first wrote it, it wasn't like anything. It wasn't supposed to be like this whole thing. But then after that, I realized that, oh my goodness, actually so many of us out there are very much so naughty prudes. You know what? You are factually and scientifically correct because, and I feel being born in Singapore, our base DNA, like our base, you know, create a character template is a, is a prude. You know, like Singaporeans, we are, we are by default prudes. And then as you grow old, then you get to decide, hey, should I be a naughty prude or should I be a prudy prude? And um, all the prudy brutes can go and, you know, fuck themselves. But um, no, I'm just or, or just naughty, full stop. Or just naughty, because, yeah. Yes. The, the, the prudence of it all sort of, you know, washes away and then you just become <laughs> naughty. And then Ooh. you start running for parliament. I'm just kidding. I just, that was a, no, whoa, I don't whoa, mean whoa, that. Whoa, 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 I don't whoa. mean that. I would love to have a politician come on the naughty prude one day. Let's see. If I'm not saying politicians happen. can't be naughty. I think they Ooh. can be extra naughty with the amount of um, size of bit they give themselves. That's a reference wow. to a quote. Please don't um, arrest me. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I love- sorry. Uh, uh, well, uh, anyway, <laughs> so wait, are you a, a, a pr- are you a prudy prude, naughty prude, or are you just naughty for for context? I am. I I'm just pruny. Like I spend too much time in the water, and then my skin pruny. gets all. I'm a pruny prude, you know, like... You're a pruny prude. I can be, yeah. I, I make people <laughs> feel uncomfortable when they look at my skin for too long. It's, no, I don't I don't know. I I think in the right climate, in the right time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can I, be quite I, I naughty, do, yeah. On on um the Benzi project, I would say that that is a little bit of a naughty prude, you know. Listen, uh, that's just Yerzi's fault. Don't... I'm, I'm the Ooh. cookie cutter <laughs> Sam, Sam Willow's boy, all right? Don't oh, right, put right, it right, on right, me. right, right, right. I yes, say yes, yes. what needs to be said. I'm, you know, a stand-up guy. All the shade. Golden boy. Very gold. Golden boy with the golden um, 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 toes. Mm. Ah, yes. Okay. And everything that's shady um, is courtesy of good old Hersey. Yes, yes, yes. That's why I think the dynamic works, right? So. Nah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, like I have grown extra shady thanks to Hersey. Um, <laughs> I really have. Which is progress, I would say, you know. Thank Let's you. develop some personality. Come on. Yeah, I am, right. yeah. I'm now like second world, <laughs> second world uh, shady. I'm, I'm, yeah. Getting I'm there. Getting there. Yeah. Getting there. Well, let's talk about you as a solo artist for now, because everybody knows the Sam Willows are on, are on break, on a hiatus. Um, whether or not it's a One Direction NSYNC S hiatus or not, we'll see. I guess <laughs> time will tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but all of you have released solo music and you were the last one to release um, solo music. So tell me a little bit, you know, about, about that, like your songs. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I think I was the last one because obviously, and I, we, we, I mean, we, we wrote a whole article about this. You wrote a whole article about yes, this. Yes. You listen, you had to transcribe my voice for... How many how many hours did you have to take to transcribe I think my voice? A couple of days. So because you someone doesn't want to do an email interview, wants to be all <laughs> old fashioned and oh look at me with my pen and paper like la <laughs> just get me to write email. Um, let me see. Yeah, I, I think I like I like I said I, I 
I love music, you know, but I didn't, I was sitting on a lot of material as well, but I just didn't feel the drive to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the point I was like, do people really want to hear more pop music from me? <laughs> like I've, I've, I've done that for a significant amount of time. I was like, I, I don't feel like I have the identity down yet. You know, like I haven't mm-hmm. morphed into a beautiful butterfly. Uh, <laughs> I was still very much cocooned, you know? Um, but I was like, I'm bored. I want to do something else, you know? And so I think the whole idea of sketch comedy and doing something in the meantime was a lot more fun. And then like, I get, I, not, I was bored of that, but I, you know, the, the music itch started happening again. I started having things to say and I wanted to go shoot music videos and hence, yeah, the, the music project got kicking again. And now I, again, I lead a very um, stressful double life, which is great <laughs> for my health. Yeah. Oh, but then okay. So, so you you did mention that uh, you are ready to talk about certain things through your music, and I think whoever has heard your music so far, um, I'm one of them. I I I realized that you you write about a lot about love. Yeah, I like <laughs> I like love, and love hasn't always liked me, but um, we're in a good place right now. So mm-hmm. therefore, and also I think, um, especially in Willow's times, like you know, writing for a group you could be one of the writers in you know in the writing room writing about it when the product comes out it's a lot more um uh gen- generic not generic is the wrong word but it's more of like a one size fits all love story as opposed to when you know you're a solo artist mm-hmm. and you want to write a whole catalog of access <laughs> Taylor Swift you know what i mean so like <laughs> i think it's very different in that case and i found that to be very true writing for you know the the solo project everything comes out as it is as a narrative and try as you might to make it um you know a bit more disguised just oh it's just a general fable like obviously it it does come from a more personal place mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think that was one of the nicest discoveries and also like i i realized that i'm at a point in my career where people don't really give a shit anymore <laughs> like what do you it, mean no okay like they they give they give a different kind of shit you know the shit's more like it's less watery it's more coagulated it's wow wow it's more solidified there's more fiber basically i've been eating a lot more More bananas yeah and so the shit that's been given towards me is all like okay i want to learn more about the dude not like just um yeah we'll 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 just consume whatever garbage he puts out right 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 right. now people really give more of a shit and they're like we want to hear a good story we want to hear uh different kinds of work that come out from you more narratives you know something that digs a little deeper it's like one depth yeah, basically. more depth, basically. Like, yes. you know, th- th- there's less leeway for, like, shallow content. Like, it's not year one anymore, you know? Like, Ben, you've been oh, around no. for a bit. Like, you better entertain us or we're going to go and watch Tian Hao's listicles or something. Oh, <laughs> Shout out to Tian Hao. <laughs> we love Tian Hao. He's killing we it. We love him. But He's a good guy, I, yeah. I, I, you said um shallow content and I was like, uh-oh, this podcast is a little bit shallow, but it's okay. No, it's not. Uh, okay, no, 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 okay, okay. So I'm not I'm not putting myself on a pedestal saying I don't make shallow content. Have you seen my TikTok? It's extremely shallow. <laughs> so like I, What I'm are you down- talking about? It's it's a national treasure, your TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> because we are a shallow country. No, I mean Ooh. no, honestly, like I think there is there uh, shallow is really the wrong uh, you know, term is a bit of a misnomer because like content needs to travel to all demographics, right? Right, right. And Tian Hao is killing it. He really he is. is. And he is. and you know who's killing and... it as well? Nicole Chu. Drinks. <laughs> Cheers. I don't know if you can hear this, but Cheers. 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 
Cheers to Nicole Chu. Cheers to Nicole Chu.、Right. Now you did also mention that you are in a very good place now, and I would say, with looking at things, I think it's more than just good. It's it's great. It's fantastic. You recently got engaged. I would ten ten recommend、uh, engagement <laughs> to anyone who's thinking about it.、Um, if it's legal <laughs> for you to get engaged,、uh, if not, go somewhere where it is.、Um, uh -huh. Thank you.、Uh, I think obviously we were very well aware that the moment we start started talking about ourselves and engagements and all that, then you know we would paint a very idealistic picture, which it isn't. You know, like it's been a tough long road, but. Um, aku almost thirty already, lah. You know, like it's time for me to settle <laughs> down. Like, I I do feel that that a very primal desire to、uh, to move、Ooh. on in life and to bear fruit for the next generation. Wow, <laughs> the the government would love you for thinking that way.、And、I love the government. The government <laughs> give us more money to make more art. P.S. I love the government. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. So, congratulations on the engagement. I just want to ask:、um, Will a married Ben be different from single Ben, and how so? Hell yeah! Domesticate me, baby.、Um, <laughs> I want to be a daddy. <laughs> no,、uh, <laughs> I, I'd say I'm pretty domesticated as is. I think there'll just be a lot more TikToks from the point of view as a dad, and.、Um, No, I, I think I think we do plan on continuing the career. We don't plan on having kids so soon,、um, but really, I, I I don't think I have a plan to be honest. Like, okay, I, although I just said a plan again,、um, I think <laughs> the, the whole idea is like you really never know what marriage or you know parenthood is like until you get into it. So I'm fully prepared to alter the course of my career or my life because priorities are different now and. It's definitely something that I'm looking forward to, for sure. Right, right, right. Yeah. And is are you able to hint when people can expect the wedding date to be?、Um, definitely not until circuit breaker is over. <laughs>、uh, in fact, yeah, it's it's actually been a it's actually been quite challenging planning a wedding in this climate because、mm -hmm. um, everyone is postponing stuff. They're you know like locking in vendors. I'm boring you with、um, wedding talk, but it's true. It's just it's hard to plan for a wedding now. So、uh, hopefully sometime. Uh, in the next year and a half, maybe I think we want to knock it out then, not、um, wait too long, because no one wants to stay engaged for that long, right? It, right, right, right. It's a shitty feeling, yeah. What? It's a shitty feeling. No, I mean like, like you know, I know people. I've known people who have been engaged for like three, four years, and you kind of lose steam. It's like the blue balls have ah,、uh, um, okay, 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 turned okay. black, and then yeah, whoa, <laughs> then everything just falls apart, really. Hmm. Okay,、yes. well, let's let's look forward to it within the next one and a half years. Then fingers crossed. <laughs> All right.、Yeah. So today's topic of the naughty prude、uh, will be about you know this circuit breaker, this freaking pandemic that we're stuck in. Freaking pandemic! Freaking pa pandemic! <laughs> we are basically in a lockdown,、mm. and just when we thought that the world of love and dating couldn't get any more complicated.、Mm. Freaking COVID nineteen happens and freaking, takes over. Freaking COVID nineteen! Oh my、Sorry. god, coronavirus! Oh, it's why so messing with my vibe right now. Literally, literally, like so many Tinder dates. It's just so not lit. Like <laughs> so not lit. I'm gonna do TikTok. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So、yeah. basically, as a result of the freaking coronavirus, right? People around the world are isolating and spending their days indoors, and with that, that marks a new era of modern dating. So、mm. like. 
these are unprecedented times, okay? Mm. The, the virus has changed the game. And what we know about love is like, you know, being redefined. But funnily enough, I do think that love is actually what we need now more than ever, you know? Yeah. I agree. Yeah, so, yes. we, we we stand a love. We love love. Okay. We love love. Yes. So there are three main camps, I would say, of people during uh, uh when it comes to love, right? During yeah. this pandemic, there will be a camp that of those people who are single. Mm. <clears throat> Me. There's a camp of people who are newly dating, and then there are people who are in relationships, aka you. Yes. So. I think we can take the next hour or so to like explore the circumstances that like each of these groups are in mm. and maybe like dig deep a little bit and see how love and dating comes into play when you're in any one of these camps. Interesting, Wait. Joel. Interesting. Thank you mm-hmm. for... I think it's interesting that I'm on this episode because like I would give a very, very different and contrasting view from some other people. Um Especially, okay, especially someone like you know, you've had Yang on the show. Have yeah, you have right? Yes, yes, yes. And Yang, you know, Yang is um, she's just a, f- a firecracker and like a force of nature with her, you know, her ideology. She's really interesting to listen to. Um, mm-hmm. She and I also said also we also said we also <laughs> share a sort of like a similar background. I guess we we were both born in very religious or we grew up in very religious um, uh, communities settings. And then, you know, as you progress through life, you learn what to, what to shed, what you still cling on to, you know, um, I'd say that personally, I still have a lot of very traditional values buried deep inside, not okay. the, not the, um, discriminatory ones. Don't worry. You know, <laughs> I, I do consider, consider myself spiritual, but I, you know, that word, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, but like, um, but I, I get obviously more progressive and liberal in that sense where like, I'm, I'm more accepting of worldviews. But when it comes to dating and love, uh, if you ask me, uh, is marriage a good thing? Is you know, is committing to monogamy a good thing? I say yes. You know, I say like, you know, uh, based on today's culture and everything, um, it's nice to be committed to one person. That's why I'm doing it. You know, but I'm not saying you have to. You know, but um, that's just disclaimer, my point of view. So if you do not like monogamy, you can tune off, tune off now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, or you can start your own podcast, you know. Sure, yeah, the polyamorous yeah. prude. All right. Oh, so thanks for the context, okay? And 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 yeah. for for more context, you have been. I, just correct me if I'm wrong. You have been quarantining with your fiance legally. I might add, we actually have written into MOH to get permission because she needs uh, this mic to record her vios, her voice over uh-huh, work. Uh-huh. Yeah, so she's legally moved in with my family, and there's no need to report us. Thank you. All right. Okay. So with that context, and then for for my context, um, I'm yes. just basically single, and um, I'll, I'll I'll talk a little bit more about that when we Are go. You into recently that. single, Joel? Well, that's for you to find out. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's go. And on that note, let's go into the camp number one, right? Yeah. Like the, the the singles, and also I'm gonna slide in camp number two with the newly dating because I would say that um, yeah, you'll see why I group them together. Okay. Yeah. So just weeks ago, right? I don't know about you, and I don't know if you know this show. It's called 
Love is Blind. Binge it, it like a binge it. I love it. I'm a sucker for that show. I am obsessed with that show. Oh my um, god. Uh, oh, wait, what, literally. What, what's her name? What's her name? The really annoying one. Um, Jessica. <laughs> Jess and Messica, you like, mean. Hello. Like, like the first time she ever says hello, and go back to episode one, to the moment she says hello to Barnett, and her hello is a spine-breaking... Hello. Oh, it's literally. It feels like um like putting melting in like a stove. It's like hello, hello. <laughs> she does this baby car. voice. She does this baby voice with a vocal fry, which is oh. already annoying. Those two things are already annoying on their own, but when you combine them, it's a whole new level of what the actual hell is going on it's here. Like Kelly from the Valley mixed with. I don't know, someone very scary. Like, Hilton. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Jess- she doesn't pronounce the, the, the air sound like Jessica. <laughs> the worst part is that when I was cringing over her voice, yeah. Barnett says, Oh, he loves this voice. But the guy, the guy's an, nah, the guy's an idiot. <laughs> He's like, Oh, her voice is so sexy. And I'm like, What? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I remember, I remember it, was a, it was a week after I proposed. And uh, we were still in New Zealand at the time. And I was like, hey, let's binge this show. Love is Blind. <laughs> and I, I think I, a bit too enthusiastically, verbalized my uh, celebrity crush on Lauren. Because <laughs> I was like, Lauren Lauren okay. is is hot, man. And she's like so cool. And she's like, you know, she's all centered, you know, and she she killed it. She found a man. She's committed. And then Naomi, classic <laughs> classic Naomi, just like, you go marry her, Law. Wow. <laughs> And it's, uh, it's still a Wait, source. I have a, I have a question. I have a question. Yes. So well, for me, when I was watching um, Love is Blind, right? Yeah. I saw myself in a, in several of them. Did you? I know. It's, it's, no, no, no. Not in physically, but like I saw personality sure. traits of mine okay. in them, right? Cool. Um, so... Uh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm gonna ask you first. Okay. Um, like did, when you were watching it, did you go like, oh yeah, like I'm similar to that person? Because I want to ask this because when I watched it, I tweeted or like I Instagram story and I said, um, uh, everyone in this show is emotionally damaged, and it's scary <laughs> that I see myself in a lot of them. Okay, so just for context, I guess if you are listening and you haven't watched Love Is Blind, which I think maybe like one of you or two of you because <laughs> love is blind is such a i mean at least if you haven't watched it you have heard of it and the concept yes. is people go people go into a po- into pods and speed date but the catch is they can't see these people they can only hear them kind of like yep. what we're doing right now ooh. and and oh is this a pod <laughs> Do we fall in love? <laughs> and, the, and the objective of the show obviously is to have these people not only fall in love but propose to each other inside the pods and then see whether this relationship can last uh, till marriage and the marriage is like a month away right the the wedding is a month yep, away yep, yep, yep. and so it's an accelerated um, falling in love and what, what what I love about it as opposed to shows like Love Island or what's that recent uh, garbage Too Hot, Too hot to, to handle. handle oh uh, my god that... literally my show oh, you like that <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I'm just trashy <laughs> I watched a bit of it I, I, yeah okay, okay so okay. why I like Love is Blind obviously is because um, it really tests the fabric of human nature is like you know, like unlike Too Out to Handle, which I felt had a nice, you know, moral umbrella, but never really cemented right, it. Right, love right, is blind right, really right. follows through. It's like, can you guys stay committed? Can you guys fall in love? Is love truly blind? That big, you know, yeah. ethical question kind of steered the entire show, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. So back to the question. Did you see yourself in any of them? 
this is the scary thing, man. Like, okay, I think maybe Damien. And uh, in full okay. context, Damien was the guy who um, ended up uh, saying no, right? Did he say no? Yes, he he said no, but then in the reunion, oh my god, we're freaking spoiling the whole thing. Sorry, now. but in the in the reunion, um, he they they said that they worked things out, and now they're actually dating, um, again. Yeah, so. basically, I think yeah. he was disillusioned. Like he was so in love, you know, coming out the pods with Giannina, and then yeah. it hit a point where he was like, "This is actually not what I wanted," you know, and uh... Uh, he realized that that he was disillusioned, and so he wanted to get to know her properly before rushing in. Which, to be honest, I think was very fair. He broke yes. her heart, obviously, yes, but like, yes. yeah, the guy doesn't doesn't want to mess around. Like, he wants to do it properly. So, I would uh, have done the same thing, actually. Right. Marriage is marriage, you know. You you can't just say yes to someone just because it's a TV show and there's already a wedding. Yeah, so, but yeah. you think about it as well. Like, you know, divorce rates are on the up everywhere. A lot of my friends know more divorces than current married couples. So it, it really is a you know a modern love yep. thing, which I yep, guess yep. is the topic of today as well, right? Modern love and yes, yes, what's yes. happening in coronavirus uh, days and all that. Yeah, I th- Damien, interesting. Um, on my end, uh, <laughs> embarrassingly enough, okay, uh, I was cringing when I was watching Giannina and Damien fight. Yep. Um, I saw a lot of like myself in Giannina when she was fighting. <laughs> so... Which was which was how I I used to be, um, and then I I like without even watching the show, I acknowledged that that was not good behavior. What's her line? Her and line goes, "Motherfucker, listen to me, listen <laughs> to." Me. Are we allowed to swear on the show? I'm sorry, I didn't. I, I don't know if we were allowed to. <laughs> no, no, no. You you can go ahead. It's fine. Okay, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a safe space. And then and then, but, but it has such iconic lines, right? Damon said some stuff that was super iconic too. No, I love it when she says like do you remember when I said like why I didn't say it back to you when, when you said like that was the best sex ever? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was harsh man it's like Janina you can't say that the word, the, right. mo- the cringe moment for me was Damon gets on one knee and he's like look to your left there is a box but there's nothing <laughs> in the box and you realize there's no bow because today I uh, put my bow on my wrist today I am your present like what the shit like this is, <laughs> oh my god I would but it was because that. of me moments like this that make the show so insane yeah. I love every minute of it it was a good show was a good show. Definitely. Yeah. Can, cannot wait for season two. Hopefully, they do a Love is Blind Singapore. I think that will be quite an interesting one to watch. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yes. I, I mean, there's so much to unpack when it's Singaporeans. You <laughs> know? I state my, huh? Later, I want to beat you. One thing, one thing I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you that people will be switching accents when it comes to whoever they're speaking to. You know, code just switching? Like, code switching. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, I know a yeah. thing or two about code switching, unfortunately. <laughs> you can YouTube it if you're yes. interested. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, so back to Love is Blind, right? So yeah. just a couple of weeks ago, we were laughing at the entire insane concept of this show. Uh, you know, the, the fact that people can fall in love without being there physically together. And now, this has become our reality. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's instant karma, right? We laugh at these people, we laugh at the concept, and then boom, this is where we find ourselves a couple of weeks later. Wow. So, yeah, yeah it, it's it, it's insane, and it's weird, and I feel like this has never happened before. Although, I must add that if there was a time um, to, <laughs> to transition into this, it will be now, because, you know, we have the technology to still facilitate communication and, you know, video calls. Um, so 
I feel like now the the the, the idea of dating um, without being physically present with each other is actually a possibility, and that's why you know we even have today's podcast episode because there are so many more opportunities to still continue dating yeah. even in a pandemic, right? Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, like actually back to Yang. <laughs> I was talking <laughs> to Yang the other day, and, and and then she was like, oh, why? She she asked me like, why date now? You know, and and we were talking about like, isn't dating now um pointless because the end goal of online dating, um, mm. which is where most people meet their their significant others, not on a TV show, <laughs> um, but like it is for it to transition offline, right? Yeah. And you know, during social distancing, like why should people even bother thinking about love? Like you would think that um anything romantic uh won't actually be a priority during a freaking pandemic. Yeah, true. Mm. So like I was talking to my friend who is doing an online Coursera course called The Art and Science of Relationships. <laughs> Coursera. <laughs> I love Coursera. We love, we love a good Coursera. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he said like, uh, he would think that it's because um, people fundamentally have needs and whether it is like affiliation, whether it's attachment, intimacy, security, support, um, partnership, companionship, it's like those are still fundamental needs um, that still need to be met. And that's yeah. why even more so during a pandemic, um, like, you know, when, when, when the loneliness sets in, like you would, your first reaction would be to actually, you know, put yourself out there. And the only way to do so now is through dating apps. And that's why like dating apps have really exploded during this time. I mean, you wouldn't know because you are, you know, in a relationship. Oh, but, I am um, everywhere on dating apps. I uh, decide to <laughs> Under various names. <laughs> yeah. It's either I have many burner accounts or let's just go with that. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, but yeah, but, no, it's true. It's true. I, I don't really know what goes on in the world of dating apps. So please uh, enlighten me. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, I've read online on the news um, that dating apps have reported a surge in users. Of course, so, man. Yeah. And an activity, right? So um, one of the apps is called Bumble. They reported a 35% um, increase in the average Jeez. number of messages sent. Nice. Um, in addition to like video and voice calls using the app. And Tinder has also had a major spike. So conversation lengths actually go up to 30% longer so- than it. So right. now just like five lines before the sex invitation on Tinder. Ooh. I don't know. That's... This is me. Like, <laughs> like, not that I've ever used it that way before. Well, it, Tinder, okay, Tinder's interesting because Tinder is the common, is, is the lowest common denominator yeah. dating app, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. people go on there for all sorts of things, you know, whether it's um to find a long-term relationship, whether it's to find a hookup, whether it's... um Friendship? You know, Does anyone go there for friendship or to sell stuff? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um. What... Okay, so what I know is that a lot of people use Tinder when they travel to make to make friends, basically. Right, so right. It has become like a a, a, a common denominator app. So okay. there's that, yeah. And um, interestingly enough, Tinder has introduced a new feature on their app. They basically unlocked the the premium feature whereby you will now be allowed to match with people from around the world rather yes. than you know, yes, you know, inter- intermediate area. That's right, Croatia. Here I come. Croatia! <laughs> ben, cannot, cannot. You are engaged. That's right. Ah, shit. Shit. Oh, sorry. Oh, my <laughs> Croatian lovelies out there. You know, my main demographic on social media. Oh, Croatia oh. and Kenya. I don't know. <laughs> no, but that, but that's such a good point. Like, I, I think now love love is so much more boundless, right? And so much more universal. 
the same way we have this shared human experience of COVID, like yeah. we're all in this together. That also translates to this, you know, beautiful humanity. And, and it's a great conversation starter. Hey, how shitty is life over there for you? Oh, it's just as shitty as, yeah. Shall we feel shitty together? Yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's it will really be fun. Yeah. It will be fun. And I, I, I do think that the feature will lead to a lot of um, cross-border relationships. So I think that Ooh. will be something interesting that will come out. Uh, Listen, we're like, just doing it for bilateral relations, okay? Like, we're, we're, I'm, hel- <laughs> I'm helping out the country, okay? I know. A lot of countries are fighting now, so... When's the last time we had a good relations with Croatia? Never. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> anyway, yeah. No, but, so but we- I, I love that. I love this about what, yes. what Tinder is doing. Amazing. Go Tinder. Um, so we have to take a look at, like, why people are in dating apps, okay? So, like, I want to ask, you know, do you think it's a desire to develop a relationship is that still a, a desire or do you think it's just solely out of boredom because that will affect you know how you behave on a, a on a dating app right no it's not boredom man like i i i mean honestly boredom can be cured with anything but it's i think it's basic human nature basic human desire to be desired or to be right. wanted you know to have to have connection and what this really does boil down to is love language, right? So let's say if your love language has always been physical touch, oh shit, this sucks. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be yep, real yep, tough yep. for you, especially if you're not used to hugging your dad. <laughs> like why would you hug your dad every day? You know, so I think, um, and people who thrive on say words of affirmation or quality time, this is a great time, you know, mm-hmm. to expand that. And and on that note, I think that that's that's the thrill of it. And if you're asking me, growing up in Singapore in the 90s, you know, when the SMS bubble was just breaking, right? Dude, mm-hmm. like I was all up in that. Like I was, I couldn't look at a girl. I, I still can't maintain, I maintain eye contact with Naomi. <laughs> like <laughs> I still have trouble maintaining eye contact with women. Um, but because I'm just an Asian prude, but growing up um, with, you know, the, the bubble and the advent of, of texting, the advent of MSN messenger, right? And the thrill of seeing your, your, your crush pop up on the taskbar whenever she comes online. Right, I lived all my romantic fantasies through uh, the digital space, and I and I got so excited just talking to my crushes um, online. That's so interesting because everyone would think that modern dating is uh, or digital dating through digital means has been quite a recent thing, right? With, with dating apps, but when you put it like that, actually, we've been doing it for a while now. Dude, I yeah, I was a serial Amazon messenger at Casanova. Yo, <laughs> I was not. No. But I, I remember I was I was so cheesy with it. Like a girl that liked me, and and what we did was we changed both our Amazon messenger names to like secretly couple up. You know, like we had the same Nick Carter lyrics. Wow. You know, with sharing the same chorus, and then we yeah, did all that stuff. And I realized that yeah, like all these monumental dating moments for me, like the the first time I held a girl's hand, honestly, mm-hmm. was like when I was like sixteen. Like, wow. and I was freaking out. I was dying. I was sweating everywhere. <laughs> My body was reacting in weird and wonderful ways. And it was just like, a, we, we, we held our hands underneath a pillow. Before that, it was all like this digital excitement. So yep. like, I think I, th- I would thrive um, if I was single right now. I would thrive on um, online conversations and seeing where we could take that cerebrally, you know, um, emotionally, mentally, uh, spiritually, sexually. Ooh. I don't know. Um, but... <laughs> But there's so much to explore when you when you take that veneer of physicality away, which Love right. is Blind beautifully shows, you know. Definitely. But it's whether or not Singaporeans, whether or not people here or anywhere in the world 
can commit to that when there's so many other distractions like porn, you know, or like, right, right. or doing other things. Like, can you sit down with someone and have a good conversation with them and explore the world within a computer screen? You can, but it's whether or not you can commit to that. Right, right, right. It's very interesting that you brought that up because I read on Glamour magazine that... Um, <laughs> the epitome ooh. of knowledge and, <laughs> and culture. Scientific, Sorry. scientifically proven love notes, okay? Okay. So... Um, People are now excited by the fact that, you know, we, even though it's digital, somehow we're going back to the idea of like slow courtship. Oh, yeah. Um, where, where, you know, because physical contact is no longer on the line, um, a lot more people will be forced to talk and get to know one another better and basically slow things down. And th- what the quarantine has basically introduced is a intermediate step between... Mm. Um, the online and the meeting in person, right? Whereby now, you know, sex is off the table, uh, uh, like money is off the table, you know, it's really just between you and the other person and how you guys can like connect um, on that level first yeah. before you transition into first dates. Yeah. So um, they quoted this person, her name is Helen Fisher. She's a biological anthropologist. That's hot. So she, biological anthropologist, that, that and she must be hot, yeah. <laughs> So she says that like, oh, you know, I think we're going to see fewer people having the first date, but like um, that first date is going to be more and more meaningful mm. because of a lot of the things that will be weeded out before, you know, you spend your time, your energy, your money on like that first date. So yeah. she thinks that um, a lot more people are going to be, you know, kissing fewer frogs. That, that's how she put it. Well, so. with a surname like Fisher, she's oh. not going to want to kiss many. I don't know. That's a bad joke. <laughs> I can't believe I do sketch comedy. Just ignore me. <laughs> like, that's a bad joke. Um, see, this is what happens when you don't date for too long. You don't. You forget how to crack good yeah, jokes. How, how, how to be witty. <laughs> yeah. But, like, uh, you, you ready? That's all I say really every day. But no, I, I love that idea. Um, sex is not off the table, of course. I'm sure people are being very inventive with their sexual needs. Right, right. Um, long distance couples or you know people dating mm-hmm. um, so that is the issue of you know keeping your matches interested so this okay so question have you been on dating apps before like you personally not uh, your, your fake, fake profiles I think I was single for some time in I want to say 2015 mm-hmm. so I jumped in on Tinder for a bit okay and then I got out real quick because I think the first girl that matched with me was like uh, you Ben King, <laughs> and I was like, ah, uh, cringe. I'm okay, out of here. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, so you I, didn't have the full experience of like Tinder. So well, basically, I, I, I do enjoy swiping for my friends, lah. So like, okay, I, I ah, vicariously okay. live through them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so the, the the idea of like online dating, right, is always for it to transition into an offline date. Yeah. And usually, people will want to do this within the week of matching, right? So you match, you chat, and then if there, if you think that there's a connection and you would like to take this person out on a date, um, you guys usually like settle it within the week and uh, uh, max two weeks, right? Right. Okay. Um, the go-to rule of online dating is to not, you know, chat for weeks and weeks on end. In most cases, if you do that, the other party gets disinterested. Yeah. Um, and and then it just dies out because yeah. you know you you just have so many you have so many other matches to um entertain right so many more fish in the in the in the pond for helen fisher <laughs> our biological <laughs> anthropologist yeah so basically now with the freaking lockdown you are forced to chat on weeks on end yeah if you think about it that changes everything cuz the game has been 
turned all over, right? So how do you keep your matches interested? Ooh. Do you have any tips for um, our listeners? My tip is to propose to them and <laughs> make them your fiance, so you can be with them whenever you want. That's a that's a bad tip. <laughs> I am a bad relationship right. advice giver. No, I, I I think I just say like, um, like be creative, man. Like there's so much to explore, um, even just through talking. And I know mm. it's so much easier to like tab out, go find something else that's more uh, visually stimulating than sitting down and, and investing in somebody. It's hard also because you don't know if the party is equally as invested as you, right? And then right. you both paise, paise, paise to the point that like no conversations get made. Um, but yeah, like there's so many things you can do. You know, you can watch movies together. You can talk about your favorite topics together like we're doing right now. Um, yeah, you can... There's so many ways to online date and do different things. You know, virtual dating is a big thing, isn't it? Right. Yep, and yep, yep, yep. a lot of my friends have done long distance relationship dating. They get extremely creative. Sometimes they, and this is this is debatable about whether I'd ever do this, but they just keep their webcam on as they sleep, and then they say good morning to each other. I think it's quite sweet. Like if you're committed, you know, like you're yeah, kind of yeah. sleeping with each other. I mean, if if it's your thing, then yeah, go for it. You know, it, as long I feel like as long as it makes the relationship strong, why not? Yeah, who's to judge? Who's to judge? Right? Tease them a little bit, show a bit of nipple. I don't know. Like, just <laughs> keep it interesting. A, 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 you know, a wild nipple once in a while never hurt anybody. As long as it doesn't get leaked online. But yes, very true. Yes. So I would say for me, I I agree. You know, being creative is one thing. Um, putting in the effort to be witty or show some personality, I think now would be the perfect chance to do that Yeah. Um, through, you know, the way you text or, or the kind of conversations that you can bring up. Because I would say that um, most people would probably start the conversations with like, hey, how's it going? How is Circuit Breaker? Blah, blah, blah. I think most conversations will be on that note. So if you can be a little more witty, a bit more creative with the way you you you, you chat up someone, mm. um, you instantly stand out and you will instantly be more exciting from the rest. Okay, um, but yeah, I, I think in that same in that same vein, here's the thing, like I think people can smell when people are trying to be too witty, you know, like right. okay, at, at times as well, people go like, hey Ben, stop it. You know what I mean? And I was like, was I trying? Maybe I was, you know, but I think also it's like, especially in dating, like you don't want someone who is like trying too hard. I think what, what is extremely, extremely attractive to me at least is uh, passion, like what they're passionate about. Right. And if right, you right. can, if you can articulate that to me, if you can come on like and chat to me hours and hours about hopefully something interesting, but let's right. say you're passionate about, you know, whatever marine biology or what's Helen Fisher's role again, what does she do? Um, Biological, Biological anthropology. <laughs> yes. Which basically means sex doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no. Okay. But like, yeah, if, if you're interested in social sciences and the human body and, you know, and sex work or whatever, like, like whatever it is, right. When people are passionate about it, when they talk about it and when you can invite people into your world, with that passion, that's extremely hot, man. And like, that's extremely attractive. And that's one of the great things about sharing each other's lives. Yes, you can, you know, try to ask all the central and witty questions you want. But like, I think when you're really real about your own life, your your struggles, your goals, and your passions, um, it can come across anywhere, even through a laptop screen. You know, that's why like some of our greatest friends around us, like Yang, not that I'm attracted <laughs> to Yang. I'm just saying, you know, Yang is is an extremely passionate person. You know, she does go through her insecurities Definitely. and struggles, but like her wide variety of interests makes her such an interesting person to sit down and talk to, right? Like, Definitely. It's so much better than someone goes like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. Like, well, yeah, just like, 
mothership every day you know like, <laughs> nah. shout out to mothership they create great content you know this whole episode is just gonna be us sliding in shade how... every few every Yo, few mother, minutes mothership's great which is great it's great i i didn't say anything zero up zero up zero better okay no but but yeah but yeah t- sitting with passionate people hearing them you know yes. what 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 moves their heart that's extremely amazing 100% agree. Right, yeah. uh, that leads to my next two tips, actually. So one is having purposeful relation, uh, sorry, purposeful conversations, which is basically what you mentioned. Mm. And um, the next one, which is the medium of which you do, you do have this like passionate or purposeful conversations would be to transition from the dating app to non-dating platforms. So um, the, the problem with uh, dating apps is that, you know, mm. they... They they are not made for you to have very long conversations, right? To yeah. to 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 basically integrate this person into your everyday life. Right. So yeah. I would say that um because the way the way you know one person would talk on Tinder, for example, would be very different from when they talk to uh, like their friends on WhatsApp, for example. Right. So there is a difference in the way you 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 behave on certain apps. Like for example, you on Instagram and you on TikTok are very, very different, right? Do you do you find that you know in your course because I. I, mean, I don't know if it's okay to share, but you have long distance dated before, have you? Yes, yes, yes. You have. Okay, so like, do you find yourself also um, speaking to that person differently when you were on the dating app and when you were off it, like say on WhatsApp or Telegram? Uh, so in, in general, I would say that my modus operandi, MO, would be to chat and then if there's chemistry, if, we, if the conversation's going great, I'll always bring it off the dating platform onto um, either WhatsApp, Telegram, or Instagram. Basically, because you proposed in the pod and now you've taken it to real life. Like Pretty you, much, yes. You've, yes, committed, yes. you've committed, you've stopped dating around. Like, let's Based on love is blind, right? Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, so, so, so what I would think that uh, transitioning to the non-dating app will, will help is because you become a lot more comfortable with this person, I would say so, because suddenly now they are not just yet another match. They are someone that you would you know, basically talk to as a friend. Yeah. Um, and now there's so many different apps, right, that you can you can hold these conversations or what activities with um, either, you know, house party, uh, Zoom, you know, Skype, uh, Facebook Messenger, Instagram message, WhatsApp, mm. Telegram. There's so many different kinds of things that you can, platforms that you can go on to, to, you know, hold great conversations. House great party. Tip, that's, gr- that's a great tip. House party is fun because like yeah. you can play games and get to know each other better. Make sure you lock the room <laughs> before yeah. you, you do that. Uh, Skype, I would say, will be great for like uh, uh, long longer conversations. Mm. Um, if you want to take things a little bit physical, I think Skype's good for that too. Really? Um, <laughs> How so? I don't you know. Tell I, me, teach me, senpai. I I don't do it. Stop um, it! Where'd you get this information? Like, well, wait, you mean you mean the art? Like the algorithm yeah. is more protected. Are you, is that what you're saying? I, I yeah, pretty much. Ah. So yeah, and then um, I I mean people. Okay, so my friends uh or little birds have told me that um you know the go to apps for sexting would be Snapchat, Instagram yeah. because of the disappearing photos, and then Skype for longer sessions. Yeah, man, I don't get that many dick pics these days. Uh, <laughs> well, um, no, I guess that's a hint for our listeners to I send was, over some. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do not send me pictures of your, your oh, appendage. Yes, please. Send me pictures of your elbow, but like not your dick. Because like, Ooh. what I meant to say was that like, yes, when I was on, when Snapchat was a big thing, Jesus, right. dude, like every other day was like, 
um, yeah, a genital. And I'm like, genitals are weird when they're up close, man. Like, what makes a what makes a guy think that a girl is gonna like be like, oh, look, a throbbing vein <laughs> this close right, to my right, face. Right, right. I want to get a piece of that. And, like, no girl or guy at that point. I mean, I I, I don't know. I don't speak for for everyone, but like, yeah, like I wouldn't want to get anywhere near any sort of genital as it pops up on my screen. Like if I'm not in the mood, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. You, that's the thing. People have to be in the mood. And when people send unsolicited nudes, it why? doesn't get, it doesn't work, but especially why? when it's the guy sending it, you know? Is it because, and this is my theory, men do get off being exhibitionists. They have a little, um, um, what's Ooh. his name? What's the guy who, <laughs> the little Louis C.K. <laughs> like, you know, like, why do men do these things where, you know, right, like, right. you always hear these stories, like, they, they see a girl and, like, they, they just whip it out and start touching themselves. Like, why? What makes you think you're going to get anywhere of that? Or is it just, I believe, I yeah, like, like yeah. something about being an exhibitionist that gets them off, you know? Yeah. So, it's it's, weird. I think that's yeah. also another thing that, you know, like, transition to online dating, like, then you get a lot more of these very free people who are free right, to express right, right, their right, weirdness, right. you know, and their, yeah, I don't know, like, it's just more weirdness everywhere. Mm, mm. It, it's true. Omegle, right? omegle.com. Oh. <laughs> wow, that was a long time ago. Is it not around anymore? I don't know. Yeah. I've, I mean, it was something that I was very excited by, um, not sexually, but, you know, <laughs> the, the concept of it uh, when I was in, I think, like, junior college, which is like a decade right. ago. And then yeah. when, when, when Dick started appearing, that was like, okay, yeah. hey, uh, we're done. out. Yep. <laughs> All right. And then my last tip, okay, for people uh, to keep your matches interested during this time is to interestingly be a source of humor or positivity. Because, you know, in general, the times that we live in now is actually, it, it does get to people, you know. Uh, yeah. So whenever that, whenever someone can bring joy during this time you will definitely associate them i know in a better light so mm. that's one tip that i would say but i got a question for you then like sure sure that's that's the rule on you know one-on-one -on -one personal dating you know intimate relationships but don't you feel like today in this day and age in terms of content creation and you know media especially in this quarantine mm -hmm. the the more negative the more called out the more sensational news in a negative way the more clicks like we don't mm -hmm. hear that many wholesome stories are yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. get much wholesome content anymore because it rarely surfaces to the top of your stream what blows up is the negative stuff exactly you know? and that's why we are bombarded by negativity but what does that know? happen on the public skill and then you know on a private skill like that is so destroying right like if you just if you and i just kept talking about destructive stuff like it would be very tiring mm -hmm. but we do that on the daily, on a public platform. Isn't that crazy? Like how tabloids work that way. Yes. Um, it's, yeah. It, it's very true. And you know, the way the way the world is now, whether it's politics or whether it's a pandemic, um, it has allowed for so much negative news. Yeah. Um, even people's reaction to um, th whatever's going on, like the negative ones get a lot more eyeballs too. Yeah. So, but what I'm saying is that like we, because, you know, when you open your news feed, it's negative news. When you open your social media it's like scandals and it's uh drama right um so when you are dating someone if this person can be that source of positivity whereby you know whenever you talk to this person like uh he or she brings a smile to your face um you would be more inclined and excited to you know 
talk to this person basically in this time. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. No one likes a negative Nancy. You know, like, yes, if your work requires you to, you know, be a social justice warrior, you know, fight for, you know, equal opportunity rights, which is all very important. That's good. Um, and, I, and I do feel sometimes as well, like that, that the whole fact that sensational negative news gets more eyeballs really changes the way a lot of our, you know, social workers or social justice warriors today um, engage on the battlefield. You know, they realize that calling out and being negative uh, so much more return investment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of content really blows up way more than let's say if we actually donate money, we actually do groundwork because, you know, people love like, love yep. calling out and love the shade, um, yep. which we all love as well as we have shaded very much in this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, when it comes to that personal relationship, you know what I mean? Like whenever, let's say Naomi and I, we get into heated discussions about culture and, you know, I love that kind of stuff, but the more we mm-hmm. talk about it, the sadder we get, man. And like, sometimes right. we're not even quarreling. You know, we, we're just very, two very, very level-headed um, you know, people coming from the same objective point of view talking about something. But at the end of it, man, we are exhausted. And we yeah. don't want to do anything except go to bed. Like, we're just done for yep. the day. It yep. takes you out, you know. As opposed to like, you know, we love like putting on a good 1975, 1975 song and dancing while we brush our teeth. That's like a like our nightly ritual. And like that gives us so much more life and energy than like like heavy stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's great perspective from your end. You mentioned your relationship, which I think is our cue to also transition to our third camera. Look people. at this guy in the segue. Segway, wow. ladies and gentlemen. Yes, no. <laughs> So the third camp of people during this pandemic would be those who are attached, who are in relationships now, yeah. um, which are going to be divided yet again into subcategories. So two main uh, categories would be people like yourself who are, yeah. you know, quarantining in the same uh, home, same place. And then the other set of people will be people who are um, separately doing so separately in their respective homes. Yeah. So both camps come with their own set of challenges. Yeah. So let's explore, you know, explore. Um, each one yeah. uh, deeper. So those who are, let's start with those who are living together, aka you and Naomi, right? <clears throat> yeah. So understandably for couples who like live together or have chosen to quarantine together, this means that you guys have to adjust to new norms. And it, that comes with its own set of yes. uh, issues that you need to iron out. Ha- but I would also think that, you know, this can be time for you guys to, also strengthen the relationship and growing as a couple. But here's the um, thing, man. Like, and, and I'm not speaking from my perspective. A lot of I've heard of reports of a lot of an increase of domestic abuse. Yes, emotional I've, abuse, I've, physical yep. abuse. It's some people really have very toxic home environments in this in this period, right? Yes. Yeah. So it is tough, right? Mm. Are you open to sharing some of like the the, the issues or, or kinks that you have to work out? Sure, we are great. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, okay but, but but let me preface as well that we are obviously very privileged in the sense that we do not have children to provide for at this point yep. okay. we're living with my parents yes i am paying rent uh, we do prepare meals for everybody um my family is very you know easygoing i yep. spend many years growing up in boarding school so i'd say that i'm like a a plus roommate you know like <laughs> i keep my corner tidy and i i know where everything is um, in that same breath, Naomi is also very conscientious of her surroundings. She always makes sure that, you know, my parents are okay. Like she gets food for us once in a while as well. She takes care of her, of her area. And the greatest thing I think for us, and this is the biggest tip I can give, um, not that I am a great advice giver on this, but 
Um, Naomi and I have done a lot of traveling together as well, one-on-one for extended periods of time. But right now we're living together. The biggest thing is to be codependent. And that means giving each other as much space as you can mm. during the day. You know, what we actually do is like today I saw her, even though she's really not that, she's really literally like um, five meters from me right now in the other room. Um, like we give it each other ample space, uh, even spatially, physically. And then right. we come together in moments and then it's like we're catching up again. And then, you know, we give each other space again. People don't realize how important, um, you know, your own personal space is. And for people, obviously, who don't have the luxury, if you're, you know, of of physical space, let's say your home is really, really wall-to-wall, um, that at least, you know, giving pe- uh, each other just that room to be on your own, to do your own thing. I think that's really important. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, in fact, that like giving each other space um, is actually one of the top, tips that most experts give when it comes to like tips for those living together oh yeah yeah, yeah. We, and, i mean we're, we're doing a pre-marriage prep course right now <laughs> it's, a, it's, like it's, an eight, it's an 80s british video and it, uh it, and one of the biggest things is yes don't be afraid to take breaks from each other that diffuses tension quarrels like like that that's so important right. for you to realize that yeah right and i think um one, some of the other tips that, that, that they gave I th- that I think are really good would be having empathy at this time. I think, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I think we tend to forget that we are in a pandemic sometimes, you know, where we go about our daily, daily tasks and like those who are working from home, we have things to do. We forget that, you know, sometimes the people that we're living with, they are also affected by the pandemic. And um, there is like some, sometimes like emotional consequences to that. So we have to be mindful of that. And then another one would be to set expectations actually for, especially for couples who are moving in for the first time um, yes. together. Mm. And, 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 you know, having a very open, honest conversation on like how living together would be like and, and how what, what expectations each party has so that, you know, it's all on the table and it doesn't lead to any like misunderstandings when you guys finally move in together. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think, I, I guess always planning ahead um, and, um, you know, having something to look forward to like that really, really helps, you know, so constantly mm-hmm. talking about the, what we're going to do when it's like a breaker lives. And this is also good tips when we transition eventually into couples who are living a, a, um, away from each other. Yeah. Um, like a great tip is to just constantly talk about things that you look, you're looking forward to start making plans for, you know, when the circuit breaker lives, like right. let's list down and itemize a few things that we can do that like helps you like, you know, be more objective with what you're fighting for. You're, you're working towards a future where this is gone. And people don't realize this because we don't broadcast this on social media, but like Naomi and I have like daily existential breakdowns. What the hell mm-hmm. am I doing with my life, with my career? Right. I feel so isolated and alone. We don't say these things because obviously we are very, we're in a very privileged position right now, living in air-conditioned rooms and with each other. Um, but yeah, we, everyone has existential breakdowns and it's to really pull each other together in those moments. Um, and just commiserate. Yes, have empathy. I totally understand the kind of stress you're going through because I don't even know what I'm going to do next, like tomorrow, not even the, the week after. So yeah, it's a very shared, um, painful experience. Yep, definitely. And I would say that um, on, on, on that note, when, when you said you know to plan things to look forward to, I would say that one of the most powerful things that, that we have as human beings would be to have hope. And when you start developing hope, uh, and creating hope for yourself, I think that will help you tight through, you know, whatever difficulties that you're going through. Yes. So, and for those who are living separately now, right? Let's 
take a look into that situation. Due to the lockdown, many couples are you know basically forced to discover uh, <laughs> if distance really makes the heart grow fonder. Uh-huh. So the, the the government has basically said that if you are not living in the same household, uh, you cannot meet. Yep. So technically, in, in if you look at it from this perspective, then every couple who is not quarantining together are basically in a long distance relationship now. Mm. Even though it's you know within the same country or same city, the way people are functioning now, it would be the same as a couple would when they are in a long distance relationship. The only main difference would be time zones. So yeah, when when this happens, then that that comes with a lot of uncertainty, um, a lot of anxiety, and again, like I would say, challenges and issues that they have to work out. Yeah, as, uh, as as a couple. So tips from for those who are living apart right now would be, I would say that most couples meet usually uh, quite often in person. Uh, so this would be quite a big impact on them. But the, the good thing about it being similar to long distance relationships is that there have been articles after articles after articles of YouTube videos, for example, of couples who have done long distance relationships. So you just basically have to adapt what, successful long-distance relationships function like and yeah. apply it to your relationship now. And um, while doing some research for uh, this project called Mindful Minutes that I was doing, what I learned is that communicating through voice is actually very powerful and is way more effective at bringing down anxiety than just texting. Yeah. So basically, scientists have done this experiment where they they got people to listen to I think the mom's voice versus the like reading the mom's text yeah. and they, it's been shown that you know the the anxiety levels are brought down or, or the level of uh, positive hormones get like spiked up when it, when they actually hear a voice so what I'm saying is that have more voice calls have more mm-hmm. video calls if you can communicate frequently um and and as 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 what you said, like plan future activities and trips so that you know there's excited things to look forward to. So in a long distance relationships, how they usually function is that like they will say, well, let's plan that in six months we'll meet again, uh, either to travel or I'll visit you in your city or you visit me in my city. Totally, so yeah. And, and I think one other thing that couples can do uh, in this situation. Um, is and this is again I guess a great tip, especially if you're trying to craft narratives. Even um, is to create moments because at the, at the end of the day, we are creatures of habit, right? Like we like um, a certain ritual, we like the same stuff, and you know when we're dating and we're falling in love with somebody, something that that person does, or even creating special moments, like you know we always do this at this time of the day. We're gonna get on this call. We're gonna play our favorite song. Um, like, so for example, for Naomi and I, like a big thing, yes, like is the toothbrush, like when we are brushing our teeth, we do like a little dance. Um, another thing is we just create cute moments that become like hallmarks and chapters of a relationship. You know, for example, we have this thing that whenever, uh, we get into a fight or a quarrel, we'll, we'll, and this is super cheesy and I can't believe I'm saying this, but we do a slow dance. Like I'll put on a Bruno Major song, um, and I'd be like, okay, let's, let's make up. You know, let's get together and then we turn on the lights and we just slow dance. Um, and I know these are impossible things to do, obviously, <laughs> through through calls. But what I mean is that you can still create certain beautiful things uh, across the internet. Like let's say every every night before we sleep, let's get on, let's say what we're grateful for during the day or tell each other something new about each other. Play play games that you can. Like, for example, what is a two truths and a lie? Or create little catchphrases or moments that remind each other like, hey, this is still a thing. You know, we are bookmarking each moment. Definitely. Because um, that's that's how 
that's how you, people make themselves interesting or that's how the relationship gets more interesting you know like you create these beautiful memories and chapters that you you know sort of put inside your little relationship box that years later you open remember oh, we used sure. to do this thing we used to do this thing together <laughs> well, those moments are, are amazing yes. so yes. here's the time to create those things for sure and I would say that if you survive, if you as a couple survive this pandemic, it's definitely a milestone, you oh, know, yeah. to to look back on in the future. Because you you know when people say like, oh, remember when we when we had our first date, when we had our whatever whatever. Now, so like remember during COVID, that <laughs> remember the time that we were dating online during COVID, and you <laughs> cheated on me with this other person. Good times. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, okay, sure. so I guess the tip is to create uh, positive <laughs> memories, basically. Yes, <laughs> with the right person, I guess. All right, so yeah. great tips. <laughs> it's time for more tips to give out, more more um, advice <laughs> to dish out. Wow. Uh, even though we're unqualified, but it's okay. We are we advice are sluts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, trust me, internet people. <laughs> because... Yes, it's time for the next segment, which is asking for a friend, which is basically where our listeners send in their questions. This week, a lot of questions came in, but most of them are actually can be categorized into like the three big umbrellas. Last. So I'll, I'll just be asking you three questions yep. from the listeners, basically. Let's so let's, okay, so question one. All right, this person is it's a, it's a girl. She says, Hi guys, I've been texting someone I met on a dating app and so far we've kept the conversation going and we seem to have like a good thing going. He recently just asked if we could do a first date over video call, Ooh. which I gave a non-answer to. Damn it! Damn it! I'm so sorry, <laughs> dude. Oh, man. Okay. So she explains, right? And she says, I'm a little bit hesitant because I'm skeptical that a first date over a video call can be meaningful. And I'm and on top of that, I'm I'm not sure if it will even last until after the circuit breaker. What should I do? Oh okay. 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 I have opinions, but you can I have that. opinions. But okay, yeah, I want to hear yours too. But here's what I think. If you're not even sure it's gonna last after the circuit breaker. Then why even dating the dude? Like, here's my thing. Like, and that's why I don't really get dating culture. It's like when you when you're interested in someone, you're pursuing this person. You want to always pursue a future with the person. You know, however long it might be. So if you're not even sure it's gonna last up, uh, until after the CB, then whatever lah. Then don't talk to him lah. But I mean, <laughs> that, that's, that's the truth. Like, I wouldn't want to be let on by someone who I didn't know didn't right, want to talk right. to me, right? But right. here's the thing: if you are interested in this guy and you met on the dating app and you see a potential future, then you have to progress eventually. You know, like a video call, yes, although like what she was skeptical that it would be meaningful, right? Mm -hmm. But it will be because you guys are dating during a quarantine. That's crazy cool. Like, I mean, not crazy cool, but it's different. Yes. And a video call would be monumental. Like you, like if you guys work out, you can be, hey, remember the time we, our first date was on a video call and you had lipstick and, you know, like I, whatever. And then we had a date on, you know, like make it interesting. Yes. And I, I would say that. A great, a great, a great second chapter. Yeah. It, and it makes for a, you know, amazing story as well. You know, wedding day, it's like, oh yeah, when we first met, we met on video call because we we met during a pandemic. I think that will be a exactly. really cool story. And as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, like this is the best time to actually have, you know, deep conversations with the other person because everything else is off the table right, other than, you know, communicating. Yeah, right? I'm telling so, you, he's going to 
lose his shit when he gets on that video call with you because he's gonna nut himself because like you know that's like (laughs) that's the next step right like that's all he's getting you are like limiting the supply and so he's gonna lose his mind like all he's ever done is look at your pictures and text you and now he gets to see your lips moving in real time that's crazy He's going to love that. But again, exactly. it, all hinges, it all hinges in whether or not you're interested in him in the first place. Yes. If you're not, um, forget it. Uh, on that note, another person asked, uh, someone I matched with on Tinder has recently asked me to do a video call, but I find it a bit awkward to be on a date in the same house as my family. Any advice? Get a room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Get a room. Um, also, f- the date doesn't need to be a date date. Yeah. Uh, like it can just be a conversation. So, you know, just as you would go on a call with your friends in, at home, like just treat it as yet another conversation that you're having with someone. And yeah, it- I, yeah that, that's so true. Like, can I also just say on that note, I don't get dating culture because like when you call it a date, you're putting unnecessary stress on yourself to be- You are. I'm chivalrous. Like you start typecasting yourself in terms of like who is, you know- the A or B, if you're, you know, if you're in a heterosexual yes. relationship, who's yes. the guy, who's the girl, there's no need for that kind of stuff. You know, like I think all the best relationships I've been in, and I, again, I can't believe I'm giving advice like this, but like, yes, like I, like we we started out friends and although on hindsight, they might've been dates, we never went, oh, here's a date. Sure, right, guys, right. if you want to pick up the bill, pick up the bill, whatever. But like, don't, you don't have to call it a date because then she can feel the pressure. Look, he's dressed up nice. Right. He's right. tripping over his words. But take it as if, you know, your two friends getting to know each other, be passionate, be interesting. And I think even on a Zoom call, hell yeah. Like, just be funny and be be casual as a friend. But, you know, slowly, in, like, introduce concepts of, you know, like, you know, interest, like flirting and stuff like yeah. that. And it will naturally progress as opposed to, here is date number one. You know, like, and then you right, try right, to right, call, right. like, that takes it out, takes you out so quick, right? But even even if it's uh, defined as a date, I you know, I talk. I talked to Fauzi about this concept of keeping it cash, and yeah. I think that it, it goes miles when when you don't add added pressure to, to to the situation and just keep it very very casual. Yeah, and and if you if you look at it from the perspective of like let's just you know uh, chat and and let's just be friends, I think that helps put everybody at ease. Yeah. So that's that. Um, another question was: Should video call? Sorry, should video call on the first dates be a thing? Um, how should I dress up for one? And since I cannot meet and read body language, for example, uh, what would be a new way to ass- of assessing the vibes of what to do next? Okay, so we've already established that yes, video call first dates should be a thing. I think it's very cute. Um, but in terms of how dressed up should one person be? for this interesting man again so, like like i i don't feel always qualified to give this advice but we can just give give, give opinions right okay. i suppose yes yeah. okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give mine first Go for so it. i would say at least look presentable how dressed up you should be doesn't need to be a stressful thing it, right you can just it can be something that you you guys settle on a on a conversation so like you can make it cute right like like um, ask ask like oh should we do it should we do it that's like a fake fancy date or like should should we just do like um ice cream and movie night for example mm, so that's cute like if you if you set the the type of date for example if you do if you say like oh let's do wine and steak uh and order for each other I you know it will usually come with like dressing up a little bit yeah um or if you do like ice cream and movie night like probably PJs right so. The, I think the trick here is to to have a little fun setting up that, that, that date experience and then s- deciding like the appropriate wear for that. 
But I would say bare minimum for all kinds of dates would be to look presentable. Yeah. At least do your hair. If, if girls, if you if you feel more confident wearing makeup, do it. You yeah. know, I have always said that like, you know, making beauty, like beautifying yourself with makeup is most girls do it for themselves, not to impress other people. Yeah, yeah, so I understand. If, yeah, so so like definitely just look presentable. Hell yeah, and- when I put on eyeliner and wear a wig, I feel powerful. <laughs> but okay, but uh, on that note, that's a that's a really, I think of this really great quote by um, Chris Martin of Coplay fame. Um, he was once asked by, what's that, Howard, Howard Feller, that crazy D, uh, radio Stern? guy? Was it Howard Stern? No, the crazy... How- Maybe not Howard. Yes, Howard Stern, not Howie Mandel. And the question was like, you know, like you as a rock star, you dress in the same goddamn t-shirt for your whole tour. There's some rock stars who don't give a crap. There's some rock stars, you know, who really dress up. Like what's Mm. the rule of thumb? And Chris said this amazing thing that I always kept it to heart. You know, he was like, doesn't matter if you dress up like um, you, like you just roll out of bed or you dress up like you're a freaking like queen, right? I think the point is that you made an effort in whatever direction you're going to go to, which is exactly what you said. Like, if we're going to do a PJs and, and you know, cookie dough, like, date, let's go for it, you know? Let's really go for it. I would say yes, at least, like, be presentable. Like, if you want to have this, like, um, I, I'm very comfy in my home, just got out of my shower, like, at least, like, like show that that's an intention or at yep. least, you know, have, like, okay, at the very least, right, be committed to the call. And here's the other part of the question when she talks about like, she can't meet and read body language. Of course you can. But here's the thing, like body language on a Zoom call is very different. If the dude is like, I don't know, like you can see him tabbing out and scrolling through Facebook because the light textures keep changing or he's looking <laughs> away and playing with his handphone. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Then well, screw the dude, lah, honestly. Like, I mean, not literally, but what I mean is like, <laughs> he's not committing to uh, the conversation the same way you know, he would a date. And right. that's really important, especially if you're, if you're already a couple and he's on the call with you and he's scrolling through Twitter. Like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, get it back on the call. Let's talk. Like, like yep. or like, don't, like, just be committed. I think you can request that of each other. At least give me, Definitely. in that time, your, you know, unless you guys are very casual about it already. But if it's a date date, then yes, please pay attention. If you're just yeah. chatting, then by all means, go through, go do a TikTok or something. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. So next question. Let's move on. Question number two. Okay. This is from a, another girl. She says, hello, I've been talking to this guy for the past two months um, and we haven't met because of COVID. And unfortunately, I think I'm starting to lose interest. Ooh, we, uh, we, went, through just, we went through this just now, right? When we said like, yeah. when you talk in the text, you probably, yeah. I'm a little bit confused and conflicted now. Do I give up since the circuit breaker makes it con- a convenient excuse to do so? Um, and if I don't, how do I keep the excitement going, especially since this situation will last for a long time? It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. So I would say that, you know, she has been talking to this guy for the past two months already, which means that at the very beginning, there was some kind of spark or there's yeah. definitely a connection. Yeah. Um, and because of the lockdown, they were not able to transition that conversation offline. But I think here, it's important to um, remember that there was a spark. Um, and even if you, you know, she said that she's starting to lose interest. Fine, that's fair. You know, people do lose interest. But, I would say give it a shot uh, and come back with conversation that has 
when so so when you text someone that that you haven't texted in a while the best way to carry on a conversation is to actually know what to talk about rather than right. hey how are you doing right and then letting that conversation taper out if you have a conversation in mind for example you read an article that, that reminded you of a topic that you guys talked about bring it up like carry on a conversation and then see if you can reignite <sighs> the spark from there on um it's tough but you know i think it's worth the shot and then once you know that 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 spark is going you have to keep the fire continuing to burn that's where i think our, our various tips on like you know uh video calls activities online whatever um huh. can, yeah. can come yeah okay i and not and not just for the sake of arguing i'm going to okay. take the opposite route and dumb the loser like let him go like <laughs> seriously let, okay, okay, okay let me explain all right okay two months she's they've been talking for two months and um she's losing interest right okay two months if you're still dating and you guys are not together, two months is a decent time, I think, to kind of assess whether or not this is someone you could A, wake up to next in the morning, wake up next to in the morning, you know, B, hang out with normally out of circuit breaker, out of quarantine. Like, this is the period where you get to decide and two months, like, is enough time. If you're going to lose interest in two months then and you're not, uh, you know, committed to the guy, right. then I think it's it's totally fair for you to to be honest with him i'd appreciate the honesty if you're not interested in me and what i have to say um or my sketch comedy <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, like, then freaking let me go like you know then then at least you know we're not wasting each other's right, time right, 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 you right, know what right. i'm saying and and the circuit breaker yeah i guess it's a convenient excuse not really because we're always online all the time 24 7 now right like i just think be honest if you're not interested in him then don't waste time while life is short like find the person that you're that actually right. so it, gets you excited right? every day you're saying that there are other fish out there. And Helen just, Fisher like, would say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. Fair. But I think uh, both our advice will probably confuse <laughs> this person a little bit more. Meet in the middle. No, but, yeah, but at the end of the day, I feel like everyone knows, you know, like you kind of know. Right. 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 Like, okay. okay. So, yes. so if she knows and she thinks that, you know, actually she wants to give it a shot, then try first. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. If she yes. has an inkling that, you know, it's not going to work out, then just let it go. So everyone has a barometer, right? Of like, or like they have this one be able, like this one litmus test to see whether yeah. um, this person actually is meant for you. And everyone has a different litmus test. It's kind of like the token in Inception. Everyone has a different totem, totem, sorry, right? Yeah. And my totem for, which is, this is going to be really revealing and stupid, but like, okay, my, my totem for knowing whether or not they were the one for me and this this goes back to my childhood because I was such you know like um I was raised in a very wholesome traditional household so marriage was a big thing for me right mm -hmm. and I always wanted to get married and so I would always kind of close my eyes and and picture um whoever it was in a wedding dress walking down the aisle and for some reason no other question I could ask would ever reach that litmus test of seeing her walking down the aisle because that visual meant so much to me right. Mm -hmm. That if I couldn't put the face to the to the to the person walking down the aisle, I knew that it wasn't right. This might not work for everybody. This is probably really bad advice. But like you like maybe picture your your most favorite spot in the world, your favorite place on a holiday. Right. Maybe it's freaking Eiffel Tower or the favelas in Brazil or something. You know, or like like a really specific place that your a favorite memory. And imagine bringing them there, or you may even imagine them imagine bringing them home or somewhere that's a safe space for you. If you right. can't imagine yourself 
yourself with that person there, having the time of your life, um, then give it some time to happen. It usually doesn't happen. Maybe it's like a few months or whatever. But if you still can't visualize that person being there, um, then you kind of know that it's not right. Does that make wow, sense? that's amazing advice, actually. Because like, yeah, I think <laughs> subconsciously, I think we all do that, right? Where yeah. we ask, you know, um, you know, when, when you know, when you're scrolling through LinkedIn and looking for a job, when you ask yourself, like, can I see myself in this job? So yeah, it's the, the same thing. Same thing. And yeah. it's not being idealistic. People might might come like think this is coming across very idealistic because of sure it's the perfect relationship. But why wouldn't you want to aim for that perfect love? You know, even if you don't get that perfect love, you get somewhere near it. Right. What I'm saying is that even if you never get that scene, you never get that scene with her in the park or that scene with her in Zoom, maybe you freaking love grinding up on girls and like it's <laughs> your vision or your totem. But if you can never imagine that moment with her, you never have to have to achieve that moment. But if you come and picture her or him whoever right. in that position then you kind of know you know you kind of know right. for me it was a it was walking it, it was her walking down the aisle for people who don't have that reality you know if that's not legal for you in this country or you know if if you do if you feel something else then that's a really great litmus test i think right from henceforth i'm going to refer to this test as the ben king litmus test <laughs> <laughs> wait okay can you will you be able to identify something for you right now do you kind of like, oh wow we're really digging deep here okay on the spot yeah um having them on the podcast the naughty prude <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. um Pauzi and ask him about this experience <laughs> okay so if i had a ben king litmus test <laughs> um <laughs> i would say whether or not I can see this person going to um, events with me. <laughs> um, oh, interesting. Yeah, because I think, uh, like, whether or not they can hang with my friends, for example, like, no, no need to be like, fully incorporated, but, like, whether or not they can fit into various aspects of my lifestyle. So, for example going to events for example hanging out with certain types of friends or you know um can i travel with them i think if if, if i can imagine this person in different snapshots in life i think that will be okay yeah oh i like that actually it's almost like a like a like an instagram carousel you know like moments of your <laughs> oh. life if you, <laughs> well Look at this influencer mouthing off. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. They oh. just made it very shallow. It's like, uh, so my Ben King Limas test is whether or not I can see you on my Instagram. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, but okay. Honestly, that's very, very fair. Like if your life revolves around um, what, what you feel is your social structure, you know, what mm -hmm. makes you feel safe, what makes you feel you, then absolutely you need someone who's able to hang out in those groups, you know? Yeah. And it's nothing wrong there to say go. that. Like that's really, really powerful as well. If friends are really important to you, this person needs to understand how, why you deeply value this social connection. She, she or he has to. Like it, it needs to be a very honest thing. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Now I'm very interested in finding out what everybody's banking litmus test is. Can you please ask <laughs> Neil? Ask her. I'll ask Yang. <laughs> People don't actively think about it until you really yeah. think about it. You know, like, yeah. Oh my god! Do me a favor. Do it. Put it on your Instagram story and ask people because they your your followers give you the best answers. Do you realize? Really, um, people engage with the kind of like like sometimes really weird questions you ask, and they really bring it. They, <laughs> I, they, they, I do I do push them in weird ways. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm I'm excited to find out. This is interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. So last question that we have for today right. <laughs> would be from a guy. 
So one of the very few guys who listen to the podcast, I, I would think. Oh, um, wow. So hey guys, since my girlfriend and I are basically in a long distance relationship now, yes, yes, we all know. Um, I wanted to ask for some advice on how what I can do to brighten her day. Um, I have sent her a surprise food delivery, uh, but if you have, if you guys have any interesting ideas, please help a brother out. This is easy. Just make a Zoom call and show mm. up naked. <laughs> just like make it an extremely uncomfortable close up and just show up naked. It could even be your nipple. Just like put your your wow. right to the camera and just shock. And hopefully her father is around in the background as well. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean to say is like just mix it up, lah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like what what kind of things can people do? Uh, appear naked on a Zoom call. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's very—he's obviously very sentimental and sweet, right? Like he sent surprise food delivery. Eh? Like whoever nice. sent me surprise food deliveries, I want to marry you. Okay, like oh, yeah. bring, give me food, feed hey, me. Hey, that's that's your litmus test right there. <laughs> <laughs> feed me, my lover. Feed me, feed me, Helen Fisher. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Food delivery is a great thing. I think it's um, cute. finding new interesting ways of surprising her. For example, you could dedicate a whole video to her send her a dropbox link i don't know um very sweet yes yes uh, yes what else can you do let's let, I guess, let's, let's brainstorm uh, for him right now let's brainstorm yes. a little bit i would say um uh definitely making a video because yeah. now you have all the time to learn how to make a video how to make a compilation um also it's very good for you to like put collages together as practice for wedding day you know what i mean like you have to collate all the photos anyway so do that um i would say write letters you know, letters, hand, man. Yeah. handwritten letters oh, always yeah. make girls, uh, can I say this, wet? <laughs> makes me wet. I Ooh. like receiving letters. I get wet. Yeah. I just pour a glass of water myself. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah I, like, I, I love handwritten letters. Yeah. Exactly. Like, there's something like beautiful that, that that's the beauty in like tactile, you know, yeah. letters. Yeah. So do that. Um, It's very meaningful. It's very cute. Imagine you come home uh, and next to your uh, CPF, Singtel, whatever bills, it's like, a letter addressed to you from the lover. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, it would be like so An- nice. Another see. thing you could do is maybe get her a gift for the house, you know, that involves her family or her parents as well. For example, like Ooh. something you know her dad or mom likes. Maybe flowers for Mother's Day, you know? Winning oh, wow. over the in-laws already. Very hey, listen, clever. I have full authority on that, okay? <laughs> I kill the in-laws. Where, where people cower with the parents, I thrive. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's very freaky. But th- that's a great thing. Like, you know, get get um get a basket of fruit for the family, get them new masks. I don't know, you know, <laughs> hand sanitizer. Like, yeah. I think the family appreciate And it shows that you care more than just for her. You care for the family. That's a big deal. Exactly. And that is... Major green flag. You know how people talk about red flags. Yes, that's a major green flag. I would say. Oh my gosh, great advice, Ben. What the heck? Shit, I should have my own like you know cosmopolitan column. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, pretty much. Wow. Right. So, any (laughs) any more? Any more tips? That's it. That's all the tips I have. I'm I'm a dry well right now. It's okay. It's okay. I think uh, it's quality, not quantity. I've given yeah. all the wetness away. And as <laughs> such, I am dehydrated and my well is dry. <laughs> wow. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Helen Fisher! <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I keep thinking of her as Helen Mirror yeah. in my head. Like, like this old English oh God, lady. Me too. Wearing glasses. Yeah, it's good. Hair in a bun. Um, <laughs> so, well, I hope those 
tips and advice that we gave out helped. Um, but once again, we're not qualified. So if everything backfires, um, <laughs> look for can... Joel, Joel uh, of Zirap <laughs> and, the, and the Naughty Prune. You can find him at Joel Lim. Joel Lim. Yeah, I guess I'll take responsibility. Lah. Doesn't this really is, matter. This is an hour and a half, dude. I know. Good I think luck that, editing this. I think that's our cue to end, <laughs> end the podcast, okay? So, yes. yes, yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening into the return of the Naughty Prude. Wow. On, yeah, I know. And thank you, Ben, for coming and spending time with me. Thank you. I am hitting a visual wall right now. I'm hitting the wall um, uh, <laughs> visually. Just picture me doing it. Wow. And I'm um, double tapping visually. So, Ooh, yeah. thank you for double tapping me. And I hope <laughs> you double tap on life. I hope you double tap on happiness and yeah, like a Hallmark card. Ugh, <laughs> Ooh. Will you retweet happiness? <laughs> Sorry, that's bad. Subscribe to yeah. joy. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to uh, ethics. And but you know what people can um, follow and subscribe to? It's the Naughty Prude on Spotify. <laughs> Another segue! Oh my but, god. But yes. True. Um, on the Naughty Prude on Spotify, make sure you press the follow button. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and also leave a five-star review. Any less complaint via DM. Thank you very much. If not, we'll do 10 types of complaints <laughs> in the next episode. <laughs> Stop shading people, I have been. Never. Nicole Chu, drink! Uh, oh, <laughs> Cheers, Ben. Cheers. <laughs> wow. All right. So, Good Ben, um, usually I'll ask my guests to pluck the handles but i feel like you everybody already follows you but my handle is uh you can find me at nathan hartono Ooh. And, no, yes why, why not follow nathan hartono he's very handsome and he's now doing handstands and upside down guitar playing that's the content wow. you desire that's the content you'll get amazing that's right you know what they can watch it benzy if you haven't watched benzy you have to watch it and go yes. listen to ben's songs on spotify if you're ready why watch benzy song. when you can watch uh Tianhao or pretty please that's way more fun do that mm. yeah. <laughs> if you want to feel depressed about life yeah come on and watch benzy sure we will take yeah. you through a ethical cool. roller coaster cool all right cool cool, cool. and for zirup you can follow zirup on instagram at z-y-r-u-p-m-a-g and you can follow me on instagram at l-i-n-x-j-o-e-l horrible at plugging myself okay lim x joel lim x joel hey is it called zirup or is it zyrup we never we never get the answer Oh my god! Like every time, like every time someone says "zyrup," I die a little Zyrup. inside, and then I smile and I'm like, "Oh no, it's z- like s- syrup with a Z." Of course, people are yeah. so uh, oblivious. And it's a Joel or Joel. Either works. You can call me whatever you want. All right, so Ed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I I recently talked to someone who was from France, and the way he said my name was so cool. And gave yeah. me a level of sophistication that I'll never be able to achieve on my own. Yeah. So I'm gonna learn the French accent of my name and then introduce myself henceforth. Oh, you gotta do that. You gotta do the meme. The meme, right? Like they they translate it and then. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This is the Naughty Prude. <laughs>